0: I am I am I am swinging from a seventh story window Throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell It's a st- standing stand the lengths I'll go To convince the whole damn world I don't need anybody's help Fuck
1: Yes, everybody, it is me It is me, it is Matt right here live With another episode of the Writer's Block, of Muddied Waters Media production. Uh, thank you all so much for spending your Thursday evenings with me because there's a lot of things out there in this world that you could be doing tonight and you are choosing to spend it with me and that means the world to me. Um, first and <laughs> foremost, allow me to thank the wonderful and fantastic people over at siestacava.com for the cava that I drink on this and every episode of The Writer's Block. If you have yet to try uh, the Libertarian Kool-Aid, the Hippie Moonshine, visit Siestacava.com and get some today. To them and to all of you fine people for showing up on this fantastic Thursday evening, I say, Bula Vinaka. Very excited about today's show. Very excited about everything going on this weekend. Um, But first, before we get into all of that, this episode is brought to you by the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, the fastest growing and second largest caucus in the Libertarian Party. If you would like to be a member of the Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus, all you have to do is go to muddiedwatersmedia.com store and pick yourself up a Libertarian Party Waffle House Caucus button. Uh, if you want to be a voting member, whatever the hell that means, because we don't vote on anything, get a shirt. Uh, this episode is also brought to you by the most aptly named product ever put on the market mud water it is a wonderful tasty delicious sure coffee alternative with one seventh the amount of caffeine as coffee it is made with masala chai cacao mushrooms turmeric sea salt cinnamon and that is it if you are looking to make the switch from coffee today visit muddiedwatersmedia.com mud this episode is brought to you by the gravy king This episode is brought to you by Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Fierce Luxury is a high-end bag and accessory consignment store based online. They carry the hottest brands like Louis Vuitton, Chanel, Gucci, and Hermes. I learned how to say that. Hermes. It's not Hermes like it's spelled. It's pronounced Hermes. Consign uh, consign with them for a 30% fee, which is 20% less than most consignment stores. And you can find them online at com and on Facebook in their exclusive group, Fierce Luxury by Ashley. Uh, This episode is also brought to you by Jonathan Reels, who is trying to raise money to uh, petition, to outreach, and to prove to people that he is, in fact, a real person and not some computer-generated Noob that I brought on my show last week uh, Just because I wanted to fool you all This money is actually going to a real person We are not taking this So give him money at www.Jonathan.Cash This episode is brought to you by Jack Casey I don't know why we continue to do this But I don't know why he continues to pay us But Jack Casey is a cult leader Who has written some books Called The Royal Green and, and Silver Throned, And he has a new book coming out ...called Crowned by Gold, which will probably be covered with a crown that looks somewhat pornographic in some way. And there's probably going to be some kind of animal, uh, some sprite of some kind uh, in the background. I'm not really 100% sure, but I think that's supposed to be coming out, like, tomorrow. Uh, So if it doesn't come out tomorrow, all you have to do is uh, call this guy, personal injury attorney, Chris Reynolds, attorney at law, and he... We'll sue Jack Casey for you and get you lots of money. This episode is also brought to you by Cumberland Cannabis Co. They are a viable, ethical, and effective cannabis company coming to you from the state of Tennessee, the wonderful state of Tennessee, which I will be in in a couple of weeks, and I can't wait. Um, If you want to buy weed online, go to CumberlandCannabisCo.com and get the greatest weed you can purchase from Tennessee online. This episode is brought to you by Adderpan. And if you are looking for something to uh, just scare the living bejesus out of you, uh, this is the game for you. Uh, It is the premiere release from Irving Games. It is a first-person, Nights style game featuring creepy characters like that weird-looking ginger doll thing that's right on there in that picture um and you're gonna fight them and they're gonna try to kill you and uh dolly and her haunted imaginary friends will play the role of a security guard trying to survive night shift armed with a camera and flashlights and there's going to be a lot of uh, jump scares or as we call them here uh crap your pants moments or anxiety ridden uh issues whatever you want to call it i don't we all have our own thing. This episode is also brought to you by Joe. Oh, you can get this for $5 on Steam, everybody. $5. Go to Steam. It's $5. bucks. do not go to Starbucks tomorrow. Buy Adderpan. Um, this episode is brought to you by Joe Soloski. He is running for Pennsylvania governor. He is the key to Pennsylvania success. And if you live in the Pennsylvania region of these United States, you should just vote for this man because that just makes the most amount of sense in the world. Vote for Joe Soloski. Vote for Joe Salaski because he is the key to Pennsylvania's success. Now, again, thank you all for tuning in. And uh, you have no idea how much it means to me every week. Uh, I am very excited about this guest. Uh, I am going to be hanging out with this guest this weekend. Um, She is currently the chair of the Libertarian Party of Mississippi, and she has so much on her plate because of the event going on in Tunica, Mississippi, uh, that I can't believe she took the time out of her busy schedule to talk to me. So please welcome with me, everybody, the wonderful and fabulous Vicky Rose. Hi. Hi. How are you?
2: Exhausted, but <laughs> it's a good exhaustion. I know at the end of the week, <laughs> the weekend, end of the day, whatever you want to call it, it's all for a good cause.
1: It is. It is all for a good cause. Um, and we will get into that cause in just a little bit. But before we get into the cause that you have been working so diligently on for the last, however, like two, yeah, long, I don't know, yeah, for however long I was, <laughs> I was going, say, I was going to say like something hyper, like hyperbolic, and then I said I might be wrong and might be that I might be undershooting this, so I'm just not even going to take a random guess at this um
2: well actually we only we only really um boots on the ground really probably about eight to ten weeks
1: okay all right so yeah i was gonna say six months which would have been hyperbolic enough i think um it it should be six months
2: to a year but i'll get into that later
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's fair um Jimmy, let me know if my... Oh, my volume is low. Okay. Well, here. Let me turn it up for you. Um, thank you. Thank you for letting me know, Jimmy. Uh, so before we get into everything that's going on with the event this weekend in, uh, in beautiful Tunica, Mississippi, um, let's let's talk a little bit about you. How How is it that you found yourself into the mental institution that is the Libertarian Party? How did you decide that, you know what, I'm going to piss off every single one of my friends and family members by joining a not party that they're a member of, uh, what got you here?
2: Uh, I think it's a journey, a life journey. Steph. And I, most people that I talk to it, it is, you know, it, the work that I do as an individual, you know, helping people with um, healing and whatnot, it, life is a journey. And I just see this as part of, for me, my growth process If I looked all the way back to even the beginning of my marriage when um, we got married, I was like, Oh, I want to do a home birth. And from that point on, I really started more personal um, responsibility. And Oh, we don't want to take our kids to the doctor a lot. So how can we manage our own personal health without having to go to the doctor all the time? So I started you know, looking into herbs and other natural means and how do we care for our bodies and take personal responsibility if we're not sick? You know, we're not going to spread our germs. My kids hate it but I don't let them go anywhere when they're sick uh, for like two weeks. I and mean, this is what I, we've always done. COVID hits and we all got sick in like February or March like right, two months where i didn't let any of my kids leave the house and we didn't even have lockdowns yet and then by the time lockdowns came they could go out but none of the was <laughs> <the friends could. laughs> so, <laughs> so mad i'm like hey it's about living a life of personal responsibility it is um, so um and during that process i learned about ron paul okay through that process because um after our first child was born home birth uh, I have eight kids, but, um, when, uh, Samuel was born, I feel, I, asked...
1: I feel for you on a personal level, you eight, <laughs> eight, you have eight. Yes, sir. Oh, okay. All right. Um, sorry. <laughs> that, that, <laughs> that took me that's out a of first... another <laughs> podcast, right? <laughs> that, yeah. That's completely different. Cause like, so my, my beautiful and lovely girlfriend, um, super fan, Sarah Anderegg has, uh, two that we all live together now and um i can't imagine eight of those
2: well it's like when you get to six like why no no, no, that's not that that's the wrong place when you (laughs) you get to six when they're about they're about 10 when they're about 10 or 12 years old they can help out a lot right right eight ten twelve but they start to learn from each other and it actually gets easier
1: okay so and what you're saying
2: okay, is we no, just... so it's still hard because you have a lot of activities and a lot bigger grocery bill, you know, things like that. Right. But it, it does kind of the kids learn from each other so quickly.
1: OK, yeah. So what you're saying is that you anyway, have 14 so, children. So
2: <laughs> back 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 to the Ron Paul thing. So my my midwife said, you know, we we're going to get vaccines. So we might want to look into that. All she said, you're very respectful of of people and individual choice. And in the homebirth community, I find that with midwives, they're very, very respectful. They don't push their ideas on people, and that's it's freedom. Right. So she, uh, we, I did, and that's where I learned about Ron Paul. Fast forward to 2007, he announces he's running for president. Oh, I know that name, and I got so excited. So I got involved in the Ron Paul campaign in Minnesota, and I became a precinct captain. Found out, you know, how effective it is to work at the micro level. And my so in Minnesota we had precinct we had because I don't live there anymore, we okay. had uh, precincts. So everybody voted on um primary election day and then you go to your precincts and then you you get so many um delegates per precinct they'll go to a you know a caucus blah blah blah. Right. And the precinct that I worked, my kids, five kids and I in like twenty degree weather and colder went to every single door. In that precinct and um he won oh ron wow. paul won in that precinct and we had enough time to hit maybe a third of the doors in the next precinct over and he got second place in that precinct so that was a huge motivating factor for me that hey, this can be done if you just do it right and do the work the time the effort into things can change so um we wanted to work within the libert- within the Republican Party. You know, that's when we learned about the, the Libertarian Party and on the, the Ron Paul forums and the message boards and people talking about come over to the Libertarian Party and I'm like, no, 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 no. We're gonna work within the Libertarian we can Republican Party, we can change it, we can change it. We kept trying and we kept trying, and kept trying, eventually moved to Mississippi and um, met Danny Bedwell, who was the current state who was the state chair at the time for many years, actually the Libertarian Party in Mississippi him a great friend of the family he was running for uh, us congress a couple of times and um you know he said you need to join the Li- libertarian party I'm, no 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 my husband ended up being the um chair of our county affiliate for the republican party and 2012 comes along and we were very vocal about supporting ron paul and he got a call from the state chair of the Republican Party in Mississippi, we hadn't had the primaries yet, and they told him, you have to support Mitt Romney. You cannot support anybody else. We hadn't even had a primary yet. So he resigned the next day, and we're like, you know screw this. You guys just abandoned me. You told me who I can and can't. We went to the Libertarian Party. I didn't actually join the party until 2017 when I started helping – the um state party of mississippi with their annual convention as like you know i'm doing all this work where i believe in it i just need to just bite the bullet and just join stop talking about it and just do it
1: and yeah you know, so that's not too far off from how i got to the uh, libertarian party back in 2008 i knew about ron paul and i was following his campaign um but i even back then I was kind of, I was a realist. Um, and I was like, he's not going to win. It's going to be Mitt Romney. We already know it's going to be Mitt Romney or sorry, not Mitt Romney. I apologize. McCain. Uh, McCain. Um, 2012 was a different story. Um, I knew that like in 2008, I was like, he's not going to win. It's going to, it's going to be John McCain. And I was looking at the ballot options and I hated John McCain because I grew up, And my dad uh, constantly told me that McCain, he's just a Democrat and he would switch to the Democrats if he could. But he wants to keep his standing in the Republican Party. And so he's never going to do it. But he's a Democrat. And then uh, I wasn't going to vote for Barack Obama because he was a socialist. Uh, Still is. And I was like. I can't vote for either of these people. And like all of my friends who were Republicans growing up, all my family members were like, no, we have to vote for McCain because McCain's going to be, you know, he's going to be great. And, he, and I'm like, you spent the last however many years of my life telling me how terrible of a person John McCain is. And now you all are trumpeting for him. Um, just because he's gotten R after his name. Why are you voting for this guy? And so I voted for my first libertarian that year in Bob Barr and, uh, libertarian that year in bob barr um because (laughs) because i was like i'm not voting for either of these people and i want to feel good about myself so i'm going to vote for the guy that's running for libertarian um because at least he's kind of liberty leaning um and i think
2: i voted for the the constitution party candidate that year
1: did you yeah yeah yeah
2: and i don't think i've ever voted for a republican party president except one time
1: Uh, I voted,
2: I think, I think it was Bush the first time.
1: Yeah. I voted for, I did vote for Bush. Um, and then I started learning more about Liberty and that's when I kind of. Right. Veered away from that. Um, and you know, I've basically been voting libertarian ever since. Um, so, you know, very, it's similar, but I, the the John McCain thing was the one that really got me after being told how terrible, how he's an awful Democrat for years, for most of my life. John McCain was this terrible Democrat who sided with the Democrats and then having all of these Republicans going, no, he's really he's the one he's going to do great. We need to vote for him. And that was the first year that I remember hearing. This is the most important election of our lifetimes. And I went. No it's not. You have two Democrats running against each other based on everything you've ever told me. There's no difference here. I'm voting for the libertarian. And uh then they blamed me when McCain lost. And I,
2: it's your fault. It's your your fault. one vote is Yeah, your, my
1: your my one vote. vote is the reason that John McCain lost Virginia in 2008. Um
2: <laughs> well, I've been told that just by me um stumping for other candidates. It's my fault. Right.
1: I, am. uh, I started working for libertarian campaigns in 2013, 2013, 2014, 2014. Uh, there was a special election January of 2014 that I started working for. And, um, it was a, it was a, it was a, uh, congressional election house, house of representatives. Um, and there was a libertarian, a Democrat and a Republican. The Democrat lost by about that much. Um, it was more, It was, she lost by less than 2.8%. Can you guess how much the Libertarian got? Um, wow. And every Democrat that I knew here in Florida, and that wasn't many because I had just moved here. Um, every Democrat that I knew uh, blamed me and I said, it's your fault that Alex Sink lost. And every Republican I met blamed me because their candidate almost lost. And I was right. like, everybody can't be mad at me. Like one of you, sure. Whatever. Like, yeah, I'll I'll take the hate from one of you. But both of you can't be mad at me. I couldn't have stolen votes from all of you. Um, so and that was when I started getting more involved and in realizing that both of the parties were essentially the exact same um they are matt rose uh apologizes and he says you voted for bush because i probably told you to and please forgive him
2: i am my own person
1: (laughs) personal responsibility we accept it as we are right Uh,
2: i can always choose a different path
1: So uh, you ended up joining the Libertarian Party in 2017, even after the Mitt Romney stuff happened in 12. Um, Yes. So you have worked on a number of campaigns, and you were the Mississippi State Coordinator for the Jorgensen-Cohen campaign.
2: Yes. After she she, um, received the nomination, I was a delegate for uh, Mississippi. I immediately started messaging the campaign and I said, you know, um, I'm, I'm willing to be the state coordinator for, for the Jorgensen campaign. Um, and at the, at the time, you know, I was the district one rep for the state party. And um, I'm like, yeah, we'll have you on. And I learned, I learned a lot. I didn't stick with it the whole time though, because I ended up running for a special election.
1: Fair. But
2: Fair. I, I did, I did work on that. Um, I did work on the, effort to bring her to mississippi and in jackson and hattiesburg and after that event is when i bowed out because the special election was in september okay and she came to, she came to mississippi in august
1: and what was your special election for
2: well in 2019 i ran against a 20-year incumbent for the state house of representatives in my district and um I did pretty good. I got twenty three percent of the vote first time yeah. running in a district that, hindsight 20 twenty twenty, you can only literally win in that race if you're a Republican um, because of the way the map is drawn, and it will never be anything but Republican. Period. No, no one independent, no one can win that race unless they're a Republican. Um, but he lost in um, two thousand. I mean, he he won in two thousand nineteen, and um, he there were some health issues. Him and his wife, and I knew that he wasn't going to serve his whole term, so it really was um, bothering me. And a lot of lawmakers and even lobbyists that I met in 2019, Vicky, were cheering for you. We we don't want Chisholm to win. We want to work with you. We want you in Jackson. We need you in Jackson. We need your voice in Jackson. I was hearing this from Republicans and Democrats every every time I ran at somebody. And I don't understand why Gary Chisholm is running again. He's not. He's not very healthy. And you know, no one understands. No one in the house can understand why he's doing it, but he did it anyway. And six months later, he resigned. Right. So there was a special election for that seat. So I jumped in that race.
1: And how did you do on the second race?
2: Um, we had okay. There were about six other special elections during the during that race. And okay. it, the thing that there were really six special
1: off, elections during that race
2: for across the state.
1: Oh, okay. Well, still,
2: that's... The governor set the date. Okay. And what what really pissed me off was that this is a presidential election year. Right.
0: 2020.
2: 2020. Presidential election year. There was one special election for a state house seat that that the seat was vacated in April of 2020. He moved that special election to, to... the general election day that everyone else is there, November 3rd, whatever it was, right? So it was from April all the way up to November. Well, Gary Chisholm and a whole bunch of other people resigned in like June and July and maybe one or two of them in May. He moved all those to September 22nd because they were all Republicans with the exception of two of them. They were all Republican seats. Low voter turnout. So, I had 14% of registered voters in my district turn out to that special election. So I did. If you do the math, I actually did better than I did in 2019, but I still only got, of the 14% that showed up. I only got 17% of the vote. And it was a three-way, three-way race.
1: Okay. So what, what did you learn in your 2019 race that you brought to the 2020? like what what did you change in your campaign strategy?
2: I think it was just it was more um I have to hit more doors that's 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 what i you know I knew and in eight in my race was about six I really hit it hard for about six weeks because here i did, you know i i I did what I needed to to get on the ballot which was because it's a special election, I needed to gather signatures. I got on the ballot last minute. And then um, the Jorgensen thing happened, and I was out. And then my dog got shot by the police, like, the next week. So I had to deal with, like, a week of that and getting him taken care of, and, you know, about a week to 10 days. I had to deal with that. And then, like, two days later, as I'm out trying to put out campaign signs, my car got totaled. So instead of like eight weeks, I had maybe five to six weeks to campaign. (laughs) And um, we hit, um, Justin Cornette came down out of Nashville. Amazing man. And um, we were able to hit about 3000 doors in about three weeks.
1: Oh, that's amazing. That's good.
2: It was, it was really good. And I raised, I outraised all of the Republican candidates. um, Three times what they raised and hit more doors than they did. And I still got third place. I had people coming up to me after. So what did I, I, I would say that there's t- things that I took away the combination of both of those races rather than like, so what did I learn from the 2019 that I, that I applied in 2020, In 2020 it was hit it harder. Okay. Um, and try to get in front of the churches more, try to get in front of some of the, 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 um, the The demographic that the Republicans don't reach out to more. And I was trying to do that. Um, but with six weeks, it's really hard. I had a lot of people excited about my campaign. And they would come up to me, though, after September 22nd, I have your card on my, on my refrigerator, and I'm going to vote for you. Thank you, but the election already happened. The date is on the card.
1: <laughs> and... And actually, so that makes sense. So I don't know what Miss uh, what Mississippi state laws are where when it comes to special elections and things like that. I know certain states have uh, rules on whether or not they can be within a certain amount of time of an already planned election. Um, so I don't want to hit the governor too hard on that because I don't know Mississippi state laws. Um, no,
2: there, because like I said, there was somebody who, um, who who um, vacated their seat in, like, March or April right. because they used to be a – so what happened with that person, they were state representative. They were elected in 2019. Um, there were actually two of them, and they were teachers. They previously were teachers, and they were receiving their pension. But then when they got their job as a state lawmaker, they found out that they can't continue to receive their PERS. So they wanted to continue to receive their pension while they were a state lawmaker and do the job of the state lawmaker. So they resigned right? because they couldn't do that. And that happened in like April, April. And Gary resigned in June. The April special election from that seat was in November. So it was even, it was a bigger spread. The governor could have done it. It was just what he picked.
1: Okay. In that case, I will hit the governor for it. Um, like at first <laughs> I didn't want to, because I was like, I don't know, Mississippi's voter law, you know, election right. laws. I'm not going to hit him on this, but, um, yeah, the fact that he spread it, the way that he spread it and to make sure that there would be a lower, uh, a lower count or a lower voter turnout is you, you had that facing you. But like you said, from the 2019 election to the to nine months later in the 2020, even though you didn't do as well, you still did better, even with I did. lower turnout. So I did. what what I'm hearing and you can correct me if I'm wrong, please. Uh, what I'm hearing is uh, for libertarians, because I I have to disagree with something that you said a little bit, um, because you said no Republican will ever win this district because of the way that it's drawn.
2: But only, and, only Republicans.
1: Yeah. Right. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Uh, only Republicans will win this district because of the way that it's drawn. And I don't think... That, that is accurate because I think a lot of people are only voting one way or the other because they only really know those two schools of thought and they are still under the belief that you have to have an R or a D to win. Um, I think that we will get to a point, and I think that your election proves that more people got that way in, in nine months. Over the course of nine months, enough people were switching over that you did significantly better in the race nine months later by hitting more doors by showing them that there's another option
2: well nine months later it was all of us on the ballot were independents i was the only woman on the ballot
1: oh okay so everybody on the ballot was an independent yes oh so you
2: you can't you can't equate that really fair all right now granted (laughs) the um the state did a one, the media did a wonderful you know, thing. And um, it, there's an article in the Clarion Ledger that talked about all the special elections that were coming up the next day or whatever it was. And unless at every single race, I was the only one out of like 30 people that they put a party affiliation behind. And everyone else on there, they didn't identify any type of party affiliation. If I'm interviewed on Talk, which I know Spike was interviewed on today, can't even find my interviews on their on their website. You type in Vicky Rose, they're not on there. Uh, but the um, you can find my interview that I just had with them um, about six weeks ago on their YouTube page, but you can't find it on their website. Really? I was interviewed in 2019 when I ran against Gary Chisholm. Okay, it's not on there. You can type it in, and it doesn't show up.
1: So I mean, you you were facing. No matter what, you were facing, like, insurmountable odds in both races. Um, in the both
0: the r-
2: Mississippi Bureau of Narcotics works really hard against me. They don't like me because I, I fight for Kratom. I've, I've, kratom. I've been kratom, a force to I'm, be reckoned with, however I'm, I'm, you say it, I'm, in, in, in the Golden in Triangle here in Mississippi.
1: I'm sorry? I'm in both schools of thought on Kratom and Kratom. Like, it's potato, <laughs> potato, potato. I didn't whatever you call it, as long as you don't say Kratom, if you say Kratom, I don't talk to you. Um, cause I know people who do, um, I don't know if you know this or not. Um, when before muddied waters got started, muddy, uh, muddied waters comes from, uh, the fact that Kava looks like mud. Um, and it actually got started because I was going up to the Florida legislature to fight, to keep Kratom legal here.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, I I was, know that.
1: yeah, I was doing a lot of work with the American Kratom Association um, mm-hmm. and uh, Paul, I forget Paul's name right now. Um, I was doing a lot of work with him and the American Kratom Association. Uh, Susan Ash was uh, the head over there at the time and they were trying to ban Kratom here in Florida and I was one of the people, boots on the ground, I was up there giving talks on Kratom and the good that it does and how it's, you know, a leaf it's a leaf. Right. It's not, you know, tainted a by tree. a tree. Right. From a tree. It, it's, it's like the tea that some of you drink, some of you probably only drink liquor, but you know, t- there's tea also that you can have and that's all this is. And you're trying to ban it. Um, and we kept it legal here. So, uh, I can. Well, they've been that...
2: working at the County level. There's this group that called the Lowndes County tax task force. And right. they've been going uh, all over the state of Mississippi and trying to do it at the micro level and expand to the state level. Yep. And Lowndes County is about, you know, 15 minutes from my house. And we were actually able uh, last year to flip uh, Monroe County. They had a band and um, we were able to flip it and get it off their banned substance list. And uh, that was a win. That's you, you never hear about a band going schedule one, a product going schedule one, and then a government just like a year later flipping on it.
0: And so, that's a for the,
2: huge
0: one.
1: Except for the DEA, who did that in twenty uh, fifteen, right? Right, right. Because I was right. in DC for that. Um, yeah, because the DEA. For anybody who doesn't, so real quick, for anybody who doesn't know what kratom is, kratom comes, like she said, from the. It's the leaf of a tree. It comes from the kratom tree. It's found in Southeast Asia. Um, and it's a cousin of the coffee plant. I haven't had to do this in a long time. Uh, it's a cousin of the coffee plant. You take the leaf, you dry it out, you grind it up, you you steep it just like tea. And it, uh, depending on if you get a white, a green, or a red, it will relax you, give you euphoria, or, or uh, give you energy. Um, I did that in reverse order, too. The white will give you energy. The white will give you a lot of energy. Uh, the The... <laughs> the red will relax you. The green gives you euphoria. Um, but, uh, and it is all natural. Uh, it is all natural. It is, uh, I don't remember the exact term, but it connects to the opioid receptors in the brain and it will, uh, help sub- su- uh, subside certain urges that some people might be having. Um, I don't want to say that on the air. Um, well,
2: well, it, 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 a lot of people will use it. Um, for detoxing from um, heroin or other opioids, yep. And those were the um, urges people, people go through Suboxone. You
1: right. know, if Oxen. they have
2: to go on Suboxone, and you've got the, you know, the all the mental health centers in Mississippi pushing that on patients, and so they're saying kratom is bad. Well, anyway, we have the kratom topic here. I mean, we could talk about this forever. I'm sure. right Yeah. Sorry. Like- yeah.
1: i Like I get so excited uh, to talk about it whenever it gets brought up. I'm like, oh yeah, kratom. Let's talk about it. Um,
2: Well, that's why, but see, that's so when I I ran in 2019, the Lawrence County Task Force started infiltrating, trying to infiltrate my campaign and and do, you know, weird stuff, and I could tell that, like, my phone started being tapped and stuff, and then when Gary announced that he was, um, he was withdrawing, same stuff started happening, I started getting these really weird messages, people started tracking me, my phone started being tapped again, really, really? Right. Like, uh, so one of the questions was, so Vicky, with your healing work, do you tell people to use mushrooms? I'm like, no. And I'm, I'm not a licensed psych-. like. Are oh, you a psychiatrist? And, no, I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist. They're trying to you know get me in a corner and get me to trip myself up and say something right. bad and whatever. Okay, just, <laughs> just go away.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, John Morrissey says that uh, Kratom seriously it helps with my tinnitus and he's got a cava bar that serves at three miles from the house in winter park florida and i almost 100 percent guarantee i've been at that kava bar i don't even know which one it is but it's in florida so i've probably been there um because i go to a lot of them um all right so let's uh let's move on uh because yeah we can talk about kratom all day long and if anybody has any questions about it um uh, Shoot me a message on Facebook or uh, email muddiedwatersmedia at gmail.com and I will be happy to talk to you about it. Um, and we can move on from there because we still need to talk about Breaking Boundaries, which is going on tomorrow.
2: Starting tomorrow, <laughs> Starting
1: yes. tomorrow, right. So, uh, Breaking Boundaries, let's talk about this event. Uh, what is this event for?
2: Well, I, like I know. Our... Let's
1: tell the people what it's for. I know what it's about.
2: <laughs> well, the, the backstory on it is our convention was supposed, our annual convention was supposed to have been held in February at this um, facility, but snowpocalypse happened in Mississippi. The whole state was under an ice storm, and we couldn't have our our annual convention in person. Nobody could get here. So, um, I mean, there's still people in Jackson without water. Jackson, Mississippi, without water because of the ice storm that wow. happened in February, and <laughs> um, it's crazy. So we uh, went to a virtual convention and the location that we we're supposed to have it at said, well, we're going to have to keep your money um, because you put a deposit on it or you can go ahead and have an event. And so we said, well, let's talk about having an event. And then um, so after I was elected as a chair, you know, I told the um, committee, I said, I really think that we should have an event where and, and the name of it, I'm going to give a shout out to Laz Austin. He's probably not watching, but Laz was my vice. He was elected as our vice chair. He had to step down because of personal issues, but he um, he is the one who came up with this um, title for it, and it's 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 a great title because our goal is to bring people together that aren't even necessarily you know in the Libertarian Party. They um, might have heard about the Libertarian Party. We don't have the word Libertarian in the event because we're trying to bring people together. And say, hey, we have, we we agree on criminal justice and that change need to be made, or the drug policy, or occupational and licensing reform, whatever it is, because we know that the Libertarian Party has, you know, this big umbrella, all these issues that so many different people can, you know, pick out a few of them and agree with, but they might get hung up on a couple of other things. Right. And in our state, right. our we don't have um, a whole lot of branding for the Libertarian Party, Mississippi. This is an opportunity to bring people in, and not have the mass media filters for them. Just say, "Hey, we're we're in agreement with um, ballot initiative sixty-five, medical marijuana. We're in agreement with criminal justice reform. Blah 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 blah, and we want to work together because these issues are important to me." Not that, but these are. So it's a networking opportunity. It's also an opportunity to hear from people, other people on the stage, like Spike, Adam Kokesh, um, Cole Ebel out of Tennessee. We've got um, Justin Cornett coming out, and and Joshua Eagle with For All Tennessee. Uh, we've, um, I mean, there's there's other names and people talking about what they've been doing to break boundaries to bring liberty together. Right. And we're also breaking boundaries by coming together and breaking down the walls that separate us and recognizing that we're all human. We're all having this experience on this planet called Earth together and we need to break these walls between us so we can actually move forward in love and liberty with each other. Um, and one of our guests, his name is Jimmy Smith. He uh, is a um, retired NFL player He used to play for Jacksonville. Yes, he played for the Jacksonville Jaguars. He has the best record as far as wide receivers go. And uh, he actually, if you look at his record, it's really amazing. I'm not a football player, person, (laughs) person, a player. I
1: was like, you're Uh, not a football player. I would have pegged you for a linebacker. (laughs) Would have pegged you for a linebacker, you know? Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. no <laughs> I don't even I don't know the sport I really know nothing about it but I'm looking at I'm look I'm ever since I've been in contact with Jimmy I'm, I'm looking at stats comparing his stats to people who played at the same time as him and he's right under there right under there with like Jerry Rice uh, Deion Sanders uh just yards receptions touchdowns he was an amazing player
1: no he was he was great Probably still is. He's probably a lot better than I am today. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Sure. But, you know, the sad part is that he had a health problem. Yeah. You know, if you you read his story um, about his health issues that he had, appendicitis, and some of the other, you know, the resulting issues because of what happened with that, and um, being a football player, being in that environment, and he ended up with an addiction problem. And landed him in prison. And, you know, it the, the, the system of injustice that we have, it, you know, sometimes it does um, look at people and, and give favoritism, but we're all at risk of it.
1: We are, absolutely. Um,
2: so yeah, he ended up in, in jail and ended up on, um, on house arrest for a number of years. And he's coming to share his story with us too it will be available for autographs and pictures and I, whatever. I'm, so,
1: so uh, do you, was he a Kratom? Did he like start drinking Kratom to help with his issues? Do you know, or is this like completely a separate thing?
2: He doesn't know anything about Kratom. And when okay. I, in my conversations with him, um, I brought up, I brought it up and he hasn't heard it. He hadn't heard of it before.
1: Oh, I I cannot wait to meet this man, um, for, mul- <laughs> for now multiple reasons. Uh, <laughs> I get to add him to the number of football players that I have met throughout my life, and I get to talk to him about kratom. Um, but um, now I'm really excited. Like, so we've got we've got him. He's going to be a speaker. You've got uh, some guy named Spike. He's going to be there. I don't know. Um, and, and then
2: <laughs> yeah, does he have spiky hair? Is that why he's called Spike? Just kidding. I know why he's called. Spike.
1: <laughs> He, he did sometimes he does have spiky hair and that's what we're going to go with because that's better than the other story um <laughs> i love spike he's my b- brother and b- best friend um uh you got adam kokesh uh who else did you say i, I you said so many people right there in, in such quick succession
2: right right uh, um hopefully hopefully we'll have our only elected libertarian in mississippi there i got to ride his butt a little bit he didn't know if he was going to be able to make it or not because his business is doing a big project on the gulf coast steve mccluskey out of mclean mississippi very okay. small town but very effective mayor and um and then cole evil out of carthage Tennessee. Cole Ebel, he's that's a right. right so he's yep. been kicked out of city council meetings he's an elected libertarian yeah. he's a city councilman and so get to hear from him um, as well I, I forgot to mention his name um he was one of uh one of the leaders of brexit and he is now the uh, mississippi center for public policy president and he is going to be on the stage to talk to us about liberty, and why it's so important for America and be open to take questions from the audience. So if you wanna ask about Brexit or his time here, I mean, he's quite comical when you hear about some of his reactions to being in America, but he's also um, very real about what other people in other countries think about America and how much they love America rather than what you hear the leftists um woke media try to say about right. what other countries think about us so um it'll be a, a really he's not going to be able to stay very long he has to bow out right when he's done and he's going to speak at 11 so he has to be out of here by around noon so he won't be able to hang out with but so make sure if you're going to be here and you want to hear hear him make sure you're in the room between 11 and 12 um So, Jimmy Smith, we've got, uh, we are the 74, we'll be out here. And they're going to be talking uh, about the medical marijuana initiative issue in our state and why that's so important for our state and their plans to run candidates to challenge state lawmakers who are not listening to the voice of the people. Right. We have Rebecca Chaining. She is with Mississippi Parents for Vaccine Rights. It's a health freedom organization. she should be able to talk to us about, you know, why it's important for us to be able to choose our own health care for us for ourselves and for our families and she's also a constitution she um she teaches constitution classes to children so she's very well versed in it and she you know she'll be talking about what they've been able to do in the legislature and their experiences and our frustrations in Mississippi with regard to archaic vaccine laws here we have a panel of um, it's been really hard to get lawmakers to attend. A lot of people have wanted to, but there is a uh, this, this weekend and into early next week, there's this big legislative conference for all the Southeastern, the, the lawmakers of the Southeastern United States. They're convening on Nashville to have some big conference. And so a lot of them, lawmakers are out of town. They've already dedicated themselves to this event. And so we've got um, two members of the Freedom, Mississippi Freedom Caucus. That will be in attendance, and the purpose of bringing them, in they're both Republicans, right. is yeah, to don't talk work with about, them. What's that?
1: I've done work with the Freedom Caucus before.
2: They're they're good they're a good group of guys and yeah. gals. And their purpose of being here, what I told them, this panel, is for us to find out what it's like to work in the belly of the beast Jackson, and why in the world can we not get bills out of committees, and what can we do to help are lawmakers who are actually trying to help move Mississippi in the right direction. What are we doing wrong as citizens? And what can we do better? And what are we doing right? Because I think a lot of times we get so emotional about, let's take ballot initiative 65. We get so emotional about the ballot being turned over or you don't have the right to, you know, to the access to what helps your body to heal itself. You believe that it heals itself. Um. And there's a lot of, you know, personal energy tied into that. So a lot of name calling starts happening. um, Threats start being made. And our lawmakers, you know, they tune you out. They do. They're only human. I I would do
1: the same thing. I don't really, like, if if somebody's just attacking me personally and threatening, you're not somebody I want to spend. I I don't want to waste my time expending that energy on you. Like, I would rather Mm -hmm. talk to somebody who... uh, who is willing to have a conversation as opposed to threaten.
2: And they don't want to be talked at. They want to be talked with. With. And they want you to ask them questions. Why? How? What? And hear them. Um, They, you know, a lot of them will tell you, I don't know everything. But we don't hear them say that because we're too emotional. So it is wrong with emotion. And in fact, that's, you know, what I work with people on an individual basis is, you know, working with the emotions. It's part of our experience as humans, but it's what you do with the emotions and how you choose to react to them yourself internally and toward other people. That's where some damage might start to happen. So I'm really excited and really thankful that Eubanks and Criswell are able to attend and speak to us. And, um, and I'm hoping, and I haven't, Asked justin and joshua yet but i'm hoping the two of them will also sit on the panel to give some insight into their work as lobbyists to answer these questions also granted they're you know working in tennessee but hey we're in the southeast we still have this pretty you much know, the same kind of reality in you, our legislatures here
1: and i don't remember the name of the book which i should remember because i was just talking about it all week but you want to steal the good ideas from people. And if they have good ideas that, that are working where they are, you want to take them, uh, borrowing brilliance. Uh, you want to take, you want to borrow those ideas and use them where you are because it's working somewhere and you want to make sure that you are using what works. You're not trying to reinvent a wheel. You are trying to improve on the ideas of other people. Um,
2: absolutely.
1: So I know that, uh, I know that you have to be going soon. Uh, but Brian told me that you had a surprise for me in the notes. And so
2: did he tell you anything else? Not much. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I've mentioned a few times that I'm an energy healer and, um, he wanted me to offer in so part of my work sometimes I'll do it. I don't know if you ever watch any of my live streams. I also do card readings. So he wanted me to offer you the opportunity to um, read some cards for you. And I would love that opportunity if you if you're open to it.
1: What what the hell? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that.
2: Okay. Yeah. So um, I don't I hear the stipulations. If you ask me a yes or no question, I will change it up okay because nothing's guaranteed you can you can make a different choice that would influence the outcome so I, i'm not a fortune teller i don't tell the future because different things can happen that you know it's like moving the lines, shifting right, and moving fair. things um it's okay if you ask me ask yes me no question just just know that i will um maybe change up the question a little bit okay. as to how i'm pulling the cards but typically when somebody asks me a question it's I need to know more information about something. If you have a topic you wanted to know more information about, or what do you need to know about the event in Tunica? Or sometimes, well, a lot of times people will just say, I don't know what I need to know right now. So what do I need to know right now? And they just kind of trust that and whatever comes out.
1: Okay. Um, what, uh, what, is, what do we need to do to make muddied waters more well-known?
2: Mm, that's a great question. One, two, three. No. We. Okay, when you say we, we.
1: We being the people who work at Muddy Waters.
2: Okay, I need some clarification. When you're saying well known, um, I'm I'm seeing that there's um, like there's all these possibilities. Like, because you could be more well known in certain markets. Can you narrow it down for me? Like today, what what kind of a market are you trying to get into that you would like to be? Or are you just saying in general you just want to explode? I
1: want to make muddied waters the main source of income for anybody working for it
2: okay 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 so i'm going to be focusing on um what does matt need to know about growing muddy waters to the point of where this can be income producing
1: yes perfect
2: for all of us okay I got two decks here today. I just grabbed the two that I felt pulled to the first one. I'm pulling what is called energy Oracle cards, but Sandra and Taylor. And then I've also got a tarot, tarot deck I'm playing with here. Hmm. Sorry about the silence there. You can Um, feel free to talk if you want to while I'm doing this. It doesn't bother me.
1: Okay. I I wasn't sure, and I didn't want to interrupt. That's okay.
2: Okay. That's okay. Don't forget, I've got eight kids, so they can, like, you know, distract me. and and (laughs) and (laughs) Okay. I'll tell them hush now if I need to, but, but some people do need some, some workers do need, you know, the quiet and stuff. It's just, Fair. we all work differently.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just, I wasn't sure. So I did not want to interrupt the, the, the process. I appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I think uh, at the Tunica, if anybody is in the tunica area, I, I think there are still tickets available for some of the events and you should definitely go and purchase some.
2: I, yep. And, and Sunday morning, we're going to have a brunch, in exclusive. None of that. We're not going to allow anyone to live stream from that event. Um, and because we've got um, Jimmy Smith and um, Adam Kakesh will be on a, on a panel um, together, um, that Spike will be moderating, talking about their experiences in the prison system. And because um, Jimmy Smith has been nominated for the Hall of Fame, we're just trying to be you know respectful you know fair. for that so no, this is an exclusive event and um i think we maybe only have like 10 i have to go back and look maybe 10 brunch tickets left for that and they're 75 a piece
1: which is going to be a fantastic event so if anybody's in the tunica area um and i think uh me cajun and spike are doing a show on saturday that i have dubbed yes. the tuninica to the tunica event and uh, Spike hates it, so I'm definitely going to make a flyer and call it TuneInica. Uh,
2: That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we have um, tickets are only $15 pre-register, and if you guys are intending on coming, I've been to- I have been told by a few people that there are a lot of people that are going to come, and we've been trying to plan for this event, and we don't have a whole lot of registrations. If you could pre-register and save yourself five bucks. Please go to the it's, website and do that because that will help us a lot in the next 24 hours. Um and you can I know say a lot of people are just like, I'll just drop a 20 at the door. Thank you. I really appreciate the five extra dollars, but it helps their planning because I've got people, we're at the I'm actually in one of the ballrooms right now. And we've been here since yesterday. My daughter had a doctor appointment yesterday in the city. So right here in Tunica. And um so they're all like, how many tables do we to set up? I don't know. because right now I'm hearing anywhere between two and four hundred people are showing up. I have no clue.
1: No okay. clue. So everybody register. You get to save five bucks that way. And you can spend that money by getting Adderpan for only $5 at the Google right. Play Store. Sorry, no. At Steam, not the Google Play Store. At, on Steam, you can get Adderpan for the $5 you are saving by pre-registering to the Tuninica at Tunica event going on. Uh, Matt Rose says that some would say that you have nine kids with him being the ninth. And then he said, good food, great speakers, sponsors, and of course, Matt Rose and me. Like, I'm going to be there. So you're going to get Matt squared. You're going to get Matt Rose and Matt Wright. (laughs) It's worth the 15 bucks.
2: Go and register. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So I got a couple cards here. Okay. So you're asking, what do you need to know in order to allow this? Well, the first thing we got here is um, there is the potential here for this to be a door to personal healing and happiness, right? Um, the door is flung wide open. There's spirit air dove or whatever flying, flying right through there. You need to be focusing on that, putting your energy into what it feels like. So this, if you, I'm going to show the card again here. I want you to look through the door and notice how you know. Um, I want you to. There's a question I'm going to say, and I want you to um, tell me. What it is that you feel, or even you don't even have to say it a lot if you don't. You just know for yourself. When I show this to you, um, what thought do you get? What piece or or sense do you get about it? Um, looking through through the doorway, what kind of feeling um, does it evoke within you? Looking
1: uh, joy.
2: So the joy that you see, that's what you want to hold on to. Okay. That's the feeling that you want to feel as as you're focusing on. I am able to provide. This is a business that is flourishing and thriving and growing. Um, I want um, I want to feel that. Okay, so the prayer isn't in the words. The prayer is in the feeling, the outcome. How do you feel when you've accomplished that? Okay. So feel that, feel that joy. It's, it's like um, if, if you could say a time travel were real. Were real you're taking the future and you're putting it into now so you can create that for you. Okay. The next card I got here for you is all tied up. Um, The first thing is what are you doing in your life that is preventing you from that's kind of tying you up and preventing you from being able to access that joy? Um, What are the things that are preventing you from being able to put a little bit more time and energy into it and reevaluate those things? because they're they're preventing you from being able to move forward uh cornucopia so this is saying there is a harvest that's available for you once you discover these things that are tying you up and you're willing to either cut the cords or make the effort i'm sorry i'm moving around a lot my leg is oh, you, cramping no, you're making, fine. making the effort to um to slightly to, to um significantly loosen them so they can eventually um become unraveled okay okay So the next one here Do you have any questions about any of those so far no, no. got two more here I, mm.
1: I have a lot of introspection to go through because i gotta figure out what's what's binding me
2: well we'll see we'll see the next two cards they might give you um might give you some um insight here okay so we've got joy <sighs> who is this My leg, I'm sorry. Who's the, um, are you the owner of Muddy Waters?
1: Uh, Spike and I own it together.
2: Okay. What's this one? Is there, um, okay, is there, because the King of Pentacles came up reversed. So what do I need to cut? Is there someone either someone, something that seems to be controlling or an idea that seems to be um, that you can't quite let go of, that seems to be kind of controlling your decisions, controlling some of the outcomes, some of the what. It it, it feels like, no, it's not stubbornness. Um, Because in the upright position, you know, the, Pentacles you know talks about money. Okay. Also and, and, and represents that. Okay. Losing sight of what's truly important. Okay. Re re reevaluate the goals of money waters. Do you need to re do you need to reevaluate the um like the mission statement? Um or to to possibly um, get back to your mission statement, have you walked away from it a little bit? Uh, are your you just putting your arm? You just trying grasping at so many different ways. Maybe like just throwing stuff out there and seeing what sticks.
1: Right, Sp- spaghetti, sure. spaghetti, uh, noodling it, seeing what sticks. Yeah. want, right.
2: Yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. You you need to get some control back. Okay. Because you're not. You're all over the place and you need to focus and hone in on what's truly important with the goals. Your, your end goal is the door to personal healing and happiness. And the question is, how do you get there? But you need a mission statement in order to get you there. Right. Um, and the next, and, then, and I see a little in the year here. So this is, um, there are seasons. There are times and there are seasons for everything. So as you're moving through the um the time and the situations with the various, you know, seasons of political or, or whatever it is, keep in mind that this is a season for us to talk about this, this topic. You know, let's let's focus on this for a while. Just a second here. Okay, that's why cornucopia was coming out, right? Because you're gonna plant and you're gonna harvest. Okay. You're gonna harvest at the right time. You're gonna plant the seeds and you're not gonna pick them to harvest. I mean, you're not going to um, harvest the fruit until it's ripe and it's ready and it's proper season.
1: So it's about knowing when to plant the seeds and when to harvest the, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the fruits of the labor
2: right because you're you're getting tied so what's tying you up is all of this the, the lack of focus on your on your mission everything you do needs to tie you back asking yourself okay so what is our goal and is this bringing us back to our goal okay is this bringing us to our, is this bringing us around to our mission i feel like there's one more that's waiting for you okay
1: So far, I'm hearing I should cut Cajun. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <Is> he watching?
1: <laughs> I
0: think so.
2: Ooh, this one's yours. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. Hmm. I'm not sure why this is the one that wanted to come out for you. The second here. Hmm. Is it towards self? Yes. Okay. So hostilities. Um, this is towards self. Uh, there's this. There's a sense of like judging yourself. Of um, you, you take an action, and you're like, I shouldn't have done that. And then you do another thing, and ah, ah, why did I do that? Shouldn't done that. Right. That's personal. That's interpersonal hostility, and you're you need to own your actions and just say this is an action that okay i chose okay, i did made the choice okay i'm going to make a different choice next time and own it don't judge yourself for the action because every day and every, you know we have an opportunity to make a different choice stop um, try try to get out of this inner 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 um personal destruction for yourself because as you are judging yourself everything else that you're putting your hands to is also influenced by that energy
1: right uh in in the comments Kendra, Kendra Biller I'm sorry if I said your name wrong Kendra Kendra Biller says I feel attacked oh wait and I was thinking oh wow she's attacking me personally which i mean cuz i i question almost every decision i make all the time so uh that that one that one cuts deep um
0: yeah
2: it's a, it's about you know when i work with my clients i teach them you know it's um we we work on the Working on a, okay, yes, you might have decided to um not take that job. Okay, well, where's the silver lining in it? Right. Can you find, and some people, are, I can't find a silver lining. Well, that's okay. You need to say that that's okay. You can't find the silver lining because someday you will. But right now you can't because there's so much other stuff going on. There's every decision we we make. We can always find something. This this Tunica event, I mean, um, the frustrations with with not having the event in February for our annual convention, we could have just been completely frustrated with it and just like, oh, good, you know, whatever you do now, I'm like, but instead, you know, there's so many blessings that have come out of it, you know, our, and our new executive committee, Zach Britt, you know, he met Spike, went up to one of the conventions and I think he met Brian and Spike and sat down with them and told him, oh, yeah, we want to have this thing in, you know, Tunica and or, or we're going to have it. We don't know when. What did you speak? And yeah, and then everything just started to happen to it, happen for it. And it's it's shaping up to be an amazing time. Yeah, I'm really excited. I can't, I cannot wait to meet everybody. And oh, absolutely. I know I'm going to be running around like a chicken with my head cut off, but I know I also have time to breathe. When when the dance music comes on, I'm going to relax.
1: <laughs> right. You know, uh, one of a uh, one one thing that you said that I want want to touch on before I let you go because I know you have to leave very soon. Um, we'll pick up Adam. Yeah, got got to go. Got to go pick up Adam Kokesh, and I, he probably doesn't want you to leave him at the airport. Um, <laughs> knowing what I know of him. Um, but um, uh, you said finding the silver lining in things. Um, when my entire, most of my life, uh, you know, i struggled with addiction. I've struggled with addiction, uh, heartbreak, just a bunch of issues that I've had throughout my entire life. Um, and every bad decision I ever made seemed to be the one that was dictating my life. Uh, and I was always kind of resting on those bad decisions. And those were the ones that were guiding me. Um, and, 2020 was, you know, the year from hell for everybody except for me uh, because that was the year that I was giving up on all of those bad decisions and that was also the year like uh, superfan Sarah uh, came to Florida and she and I, we'd been dating for like seven months at this point Um, but she came to to Florida uh, I got a job that was paying me um, and you know, things were really starting to move in the direction that we wanted to and what I said to her at one point and I still mean it, um, is uh, I'm happy for all of the bad decisions I made because each and every one of them led me to where I am today. Uh, It led me to being with her and it led me to the job that I have, which I love very much, but I'd rather do this full time. Um, And it led led me to, you know, starting Muddied Waters and it led me to everything that I've done led me to where I am today. And I am the happiest now that I have been in my entire life that I can recall. Um, when I was three or younger, who knows, but in the entire, in my entire life, I'm the happiest now overall than ever in my life. And if I hadn't made all of those bad decisions, I wouldn't be here. So even if you can't find the silver lining, then you may find it later. She's now standing there in in my periphery because she heard that and she's giving me sweet faces and I'm going to ignore her and continue focusing on you. (laughs)
2: <laughs> there is, um, there's some, um, I just read quick here, you know, something you said about, you know, your past and the decisions that you made. I just want to, you know, reiterate own your decisions because when we live in our past, when we continue to percolate and stew over choices that we made in the past, right. you're actually living in the past. You're like time traveling and you're constantly putting yourself back there in that past you're not living like right now, I shouldn't have. And then I did all that or I bought that for myself and now look where I am right now because I did that. And you're just constantly beating yourself up on that. Well, that's what your mind is looking for then because your mind thinks that that's what you want. Even though you're not happy with it, your mind is thinking that this is what life is about. So I have to continue to bring these opportunities to myself so I have to keep finding ways to disappoint myself. So I'm just going to keep doing it. So you dwell on it and you keep getting more opportunities for that. Right. It's, it's like that. They say, be careful what you pray for, because you're, you just might as well. Because get, you might, you, you might say, get it. God, I need more patience. What's going to happen. He's going to give you opportunities to practice patience. Right. <laughs> God, get, you know, help me to not be angry. You're going to get opportunities to practice not being angry right right. stop living in the past and live right now
1: yes absolutely well Vicki I know you have to go thank you so much for that thank you for coming here today I appreciate it thank you for taking the time um, if uh, if you need to tell anybody anything about the event tomorrow anything going on in Mississippi pitch it right now so that way everybody can uh, get in go visit the sites and the and, and the Facebooks and the whatevers and let them know. Pitch pitch away.
2: Okay. So we want to see you. We want to meet you. Even if you're not a libertarian, I don't care if you are this little magical unicorn. Okay. I want to see you. I want to meet you. And so does everybody else. You can come out to the Horseshoe Resort Casino and Hotel in Tunica, Mississippi. It's right on the border of Arkansas. So if you're in Arkansas, Louisiana or Tennessee, like in the Memphis area, you have no excuse not to be here. right? And it starts at 10 a.m. on Saturday. The main event does, and it goes all the way into the wee hours in the morning or you know, late at night. And you can drink, you can dance, you can gamble, and you can have a lot of fun and fellowship and network. Um, we're having a raffle. Raffle tickets are a dollar each. Our biggest price as of right now is a 43 inch smart TV, right? So bring your dollar bills. Bring yourself, bring your fun, bring your motivation, and bring your spirit. You can go to bit, the bit, B-I-T-E dot bit.ly. Um, I'm sorry, it's in the comments. It's going on in the comments. Y'all make sure you click on that for the Eventbrite and pre-register. Please pre-register. We only have a handful of tickets left for the brunch. If you, if you I don't know if the system has them locked out. If you still want a ticket for the brunch um, email me chairman at mslp.org and I'll get you hooked up okay so um main event M- on if you want to be if you want to be a um we still have opportunity for for um gold and platinum um personal sponsors if you want to be with the reception and private with spike adam and jimmy smith tomorrow night at 8 p.m at the at the hotel as a 500 or um for or one person or a thousand dollars for a couple to come on and out, out there out here for that
1: well, perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for coming on. I cannot wait to meet you tomorrow and uh, to hang out with you this weekend. I know super fan Sarah Andrag is looking forward to it. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we are all going to have a blast and a half and, um, everybody who is watching us right now should, uh, tune in to the tunica event on Saturday that we will be live streaming here on muddied waters media. So thank you so much. And, uh,
2: Thank you for
1: having me on. No, absolutely. Go get Adam. Tell him I said hi. And, I'll, I'll
2: tell him. <laughs>
1: okay. And uh, I will see you all tomorrow. I appreciate
2: She's
1: it. See you tomorrow. Good night. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, I will see many of you tomorrow night in Tunica. Um, to anybody else that is uh, not going to be there, be sure to tune in Saturday night. Uh, be sure to tune in Saturday night because we are going to be live streaming a portion of this event right here, Muddied Waters Media. It's going to be me, Spike Cohen, the Cajun Libertarian, and other guests that are going to be coming on. It's going to be a great time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Um, and you're going to watch Spike probably be in a suit while Cajun and I are dressed somewhat similar to how I'm dressed right now. Um Uh, Ashley Greer-Smooth, do I get to be on the podcast Saturday? That depends, Ashley. Probably, though. Um, (laughs) I have no idea. I have gotten no notes for this because Cajun's in charge, so we all know what that means. Nobody has any idea what's going on. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in. uh, For your fun fact of this week, Mountain Dew was originally made as a cutter for moonshine and whiskey um just so you know uh have a fantastic weekend there's no eskimo in, or cajun and eskimo show this weekend because of the tunica event so tune in next tuesday where spike cohen and i will parse through the week's events like the 2020 wonder boys that we are and then next wednesday because i never have this pulled up because spike has a guest and you aren't going to believe who it is You are going to be just absolutely impressed by both spikes and my guests next week. They are so big. I'm not even going to tell you who they are. Uh, Have a great weekend. We will see you Saturday. And then we will be right back here. Eight ish ish on Tuesday for the muddied waters of freedom until then. Have a fantastic night. Uh, I forgot how I was going to close the show, but, uh, I'm Matt Wright, and you are all perfect just the way
0: you are. I am, I am, I am swinging from a seven-story window, throwing parties in a ten-by-seven cell. On them. Soul and world, I don't need anybody's head.